0: Colossians and there was like a field because <laughs> it was leveled by an uh, earthquake. Um but then uh, I thought this was a very beautiful picture. So this is a the, the thing in the background there is a Roman road over this spring that used to lead to Colossian, to Colossae. So I so I guess there's also a road bridge leading to the place that used to be Colossae also. So I just wanna I mean, that's a little more encouraging that that there's nothing. But okay, so back to back to what Paul was saying. Huh. Um, so last week he was saying, "I became a minister of sharing the good news of Christ." And I was pouring my life out for that, and so in this so in this he continues to explain what that means. He starts by saying uh, he starts by saying, "I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake." and so I was just reflecting we remember what happened in Paul's life, or maybe you remember from the Acts series what happened what kind of what kind of what kind of sufferings did he have? Well, he had the sufferings of prison. He has the suffering of being shipwrecked, the slander, the accusation, snake, snake bites, and then next week, wild beasts. And and also the, he writes the concerns of the the daily concerns of all the churches. But he says he I'm rejoicing these sufferings for your sake. So it's not like he's just rejoicing in suffering. he's rejoicing in the suffering that comes as he's pouring out his life for these churches among them is the Colossians and the Laodiceans which he has never met and not only for them because he says um he says in the second part, not only do I suffer for their, for your guys' sake, I actually suffer for the whole body of Christ. Not just the Colossians, the later scenes, but the whole body, the whole big C church. It was, a I don't know, I... <laughs> you can spend a lot of time this, and there's been many fights over this part. What is he really saying? If you go deep into it, it's not Paul saying, I'm doing something in salvation that Jesus didn't do. No, Jesus' death, life, death, and, and resurrection is sufficient. Um, but it brings something into play that we have in the New Testament that we didn't have in the book of Job. It brings in uh, also the the thing that the disciples said after they were beaten. We rejoice because we were worthy to suffer for Christ's sake. So it brings in in a theology of suffering, not as punishment, but as, in a strange way, uh, a sort of reward for being faithful to Christ. Looking at what Paul's saying, I'm suffering. Well, you see, and why he rejoices in it? Because, like we learned about his mission, he's rejoicing because he's doing exactly what the Lord's told him to do. And then, yes, that path led to suffering, but in the suffering, he could still find joy because he knew he was where he was supposed to be. and And his life was poured out for, for for many, and among them the Colossians, and us, the whole church. And so then he could rejoice because even as he was suffering, it was right where Jesus has led him. Like he also said to Ananias, he is going to be my tool, he will suffer much for my name's sake. So as he said last week, Paul gives his whole life for this. And that also causes him suffering but he finds joy in the suffering the joy that comes from serving the lord christ and serving the body <laughs> again he has not even met these people and I also will come with like wow <laughs> is that how we live <laughs> am i so filled with the joy of christ that i can rejoice that i can rejoice in my suffering can you and and when we see that is it a, is it so much a joy when we're serving one another, the body of Christ, that we're very we- very willing to suffer for Christ, and do we even have a, a theological understanding that suffering for Christ can actually be a good thing? And that can be lived out in joy. Here, for me, this is more uh, theoretical. We can see that Paul can do it. We can see this joy in this, that he has joy in the midst of suffering. But what about us? <laughs> Mine is probably more. Man, it stinks. I'm suffering. <laughs> more than Lord, I rejoice in this suffering. Like maybe I seem to be more focused on people are treating me unfair or they're out to get me or man I'm being persecuted but maybe it was just because I reacted poorly and 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 Peter wants us again suffering as normal people. Well, there's no rejoice there's no joy and suffering because we were jerks to other people or suffering for our own own actions but that there is joy and honor and suffering for Christ if it's really for him but where are we in all that thing Have you experienced that? Have you experienced times where you're like, I am willing to suffer for this because I know this is really true? Is the hope of Christ that strong? That living hope is that that strong? The hope of glory, Christ in me. In short, like also, we can be like, "Well, I mean, the state is out to take my freedom, the teachers don't know what they're doing, and also something, and we can but what is our response to suffering, oppression, and other things? Is it joy, or is it not and we then you can just like, out oh, this like you're just saying impossible things, yes, this is, this is totally impossible, and I know that. So I'm not asking you to work harder. I'm not asking you to do better. But I'm asking us to look at it as possible for Paul, not because Paul is Paul, but because of the work of the power of the Holy Spirit in Paul. So our prayer is that Holy Spirit help us here to see that this is true. Help us not to respond with oh man people are out to get me or all the other things that the world will teach us that would deceive us that the world of flesh and the devil would deceive us with these things that we would instead trust Jesus and rely on the Holy Spirit and the mercy of God our Lord could we then in the power of the Holy Spirit if it is needed could we then see suffering for Christ as a gift All continues to explain that his mission, and his job, was to, um, to be a minister of the churches, and the great po- or great purpose was to make the word of God fully known. Then I was thinking, is that a new thing? Like, did they only know half the word of God, or? Well, it was a new thing because. Because Paul was chosen to to explain this to everyone, he gets a, he gets to explain that the word of God um, in this in this uh, section it's shown to be a mystery. It's a mystery. It's like what, and it's not like um, I have to. Well, it's explained to be a mystery. So Paul's saying I'm, well, I was called to make the word of God fully known. It's like, what? Are you, wasn't it fully known. No, no, it was actually hidden, because we didn't see everything from the beginning. We have the promise of the Messiah in Genesis three, but God uses the people, and works through those people for a very long time. They had some They have some expectations. They had some expectations of who the Messiah was going to be, but mostly he was going to come and rescue them, and then they forgot the pages of Isaiah that had a suffering servant. So there was a mystery of who this person was going to be. But that mystery that was also said that was hidden long ages ago was made manifest in the man we talked about last time. The picture, the image of God, the fullness of God that chose to dwell. God sent us in his Son. A picture of who God is they explained first to the Jews and then to the whole world who God is fully revealing the mystery and the Word of God not just to one people but to all the peoples that was a great mystery that the Colossians the Greeks They were also included. The Turkish people, the Chinese people, the Danish people, Korean people, Dutch people, Americans, Ugandans, Romanians, Argentinians. They were they were included. That was a great mystery. And so Paul is gets that mission, the commission to share that great news with anyone, with everyone. It becomes even more intense. As we look to the next part, God made it known this amazing, exceedingly valuable glory of the mystery: Christ in you, the hope of glory. What? What does that even mean? I, it's all the stuff I said before because I skipped in my notes. But <laughs> it's the mystery of God sending Jesus to reconcile people to Himself, so that all that believe could have their sins forgiven, a relationship restored with Jesus through His life, death, and resurrection, and the blessed hope of Him coming back. It was a mystery revealed not as some people were maybe teaching that it is a mystery that only few people were supposed to know and only the clever philosophers or other people. No, no, Paul is saying, I want everyone to know. And then, the hope of glory, Christ in you. When in John, before Jesus leaves them, he says, "I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, I will send the comforter, I will <coughs> send the helper, this promise of the Holy Spirit. Paul is saying, The hope of glory, Christ in you, the true presence of true presence of our triune tri- God in us." And John is so beautiful. It's just like Jesus says, if you love me, my father and me will come and we will live in you. The power of the almighty God to work in us that we can obey, work for and with him that God's the one that provides our supernatural energy. We, have called, we are called to supernatural tasks. Even as I said those things in the beginning, we cannot do that if the Holy Spirit doesn't explode out of us and reach people. We can be the best ambassadors, but if He does not ignite in the people that we're speaking, then we cannot do that. So the hope of glory, Christ in us, outworking and providing of supernatural power to live this Christian life Jesus says that it's a promise in other places translation it's a down payment uh, to show that Christ has indeed worked in us and has saved us as we look forward to his coming the blessed hope when he comes in the consummation of all things, the glorification of Jesus, that blessed hope. And so the smart people on commentary are saying, this is the plain words here, that the hope of glory in Christ in you also leads to the hope of, the, the hope of Christ coming back it 's pointing to that day, the hope of glory in us is also po- uh, um, pointing to the blessed hope that we have the is coming back and making all things new. Then how do we live in anticipation of this day and as we 're looking, how does Paul and his team look Well the next part <laughs> the next part tells us. Uh, him we proclaim, warning everyone, teaching everyone with all wisdom. That's how they live until Jesus comes back. They proclaim who Jesus is. They share. They listen. They warn. They rebuke. And they do it all with the wisdom of God or the wisdom they have from God. Not the wisdom of the world and the world's philosophy. Not, not, manip- not manipulating people into something. No, it's wisdom and the power of God that they declare. They declare this hope. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery revealed. God's plan revealed in Jesus Christ. The hope for all the world. And what's the purpose? What's the purpose of this? And here uh, it goes, uh, here the hearts of any pastor or teacher explodes because they pour out. <laughs> they, they, say, they say that we or that I may be faithful in teaching the whole counsel of God, warning you not to be lazy, warning you not to be, believe false teaching, warning you not to believe, believe lies i um, sorry wanting you not to believe false teaching about who Jesus is to overcome fear to not be taken captive by the world's ideas but instead by the Holy Spirit's work in you you will be mature in Christ and you will obey and serve him you will tell all about him as you're looking forward to the glorious day of Jesus Christ when he comes back. When all things are being made new. <laughs> I talked to Ramira this week about and I, I had this shared with me many times. Man I'm 40 something and my body it's going this way with my body. Hopefully I can keep it at bay. But now I've been slightly sick this week. And man, when things don't work with your body, like it, it affects everything. How clear you think, all those things. So Remira me right I was sharing with me. Man, it would be great to have a body that doesn't hurt. A body that doesn't get sick. So when God makes all things new, we also get new bodies that don't break. And as I was rejoicing in that, I was also saying, yeah, but... I think the Holy Spirit's But yeah, but you're also going to be in the presence of Jesus when no sin, and not struggling with that. Okay, okay, Holy Spirit, I think that's better, but right now I would like to have a body that doesn't hurt. But, uh, but, but I mean, I'm like... But that's what it's about. I mean, we are looking... To that blessed hope, down pain we have inside is Christ's work on our behalf, that Christ has come to dwell in us, who believe in Him, that actually God works through us to reach other people, that they would have the same hope, and that we together will share that hope with people until Paul and other people and we... Pour out our hearts so people will be, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will be mature in Christ when Christ comes back. And we have that promise from Philippians when, when Jesus says, I will finish the work that I've begun in you. May we be bold and courageous and and believe that God will do that in and through us, that, that we will be that, that we will always encourage each other to be mature that we'll always encourage one another with the Lord has saved you. He will he will grow you. And this is not, <laughs> I have a friend, <laughs> I apologize, but I have a, no, I, don't... I don't want to apologize for having a friend, but I have a friend and he got me into golfing again. And so we're golfing again, and um, my friend is very, very eager. So he plays all the time, which made him injury, which he actually caused him an injury, uh, and he's even taken more classes. You know, he's he's he, he he's trying to become very, very good in a very, very short time. And I've been trying to tell him, <laughs> it's it's a process, it's, uh, little by little, little by little. <laughs> and I think it is actually a good picture of this, is that when Christ regenerates on us and we are born anew we are babies and we start totally over and so as babies we cannot be expected to run many marathons or other things or advanced calculus or, or to plant a church when we are whatever is advanced but but I don't think that's not the point here the point The point is that we have a desire to grow. The point is that we believe that the Lord Jesus says, I will do this work in you. And that we're seeking Him uh, to do that. And then being patient with us and one another, we correct one another, we rebuke one another, and we encourage one another so that we will see that happening. I mean, man, this is the best day of this week. Hearing you guys how you share, how you love one another, how God is working in you. Man, I'm so blessed. I hope you are too. He is working in and through you, glorifying himself. Praise the Lord. Lord Jesus, just let this continue in us. And let us us believe this and help one another. And help ask the lord to do it because our mission is impossible we cannot open up the eyes of the people who are spiritual blind but jesus can that's why you're here he did it to you he did it to all of us who believe and then for us who are tired sometimes (laughs) i don't have the energy no i know paul says he doesn't have the energy either but he says i toil i struggle with his energy And the power he works within me. So it's not my power. Because you are already, some of you are already tired. (laughs) And and Paul says this in other places. I worked the hardest. Well, it was actually God working through me. So he toils, he, 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 he pours out his heart. And he says... I struggle with all the energy that His power worked within me. We can struggle for many things on our own and most of you have tried that and then when you pray it, then it works. May the Lord grant us to ask Him for His power and energy as He helps us trust in the living hope in the hope Christ is in you the hope of glory who points us to the coming of Jesus may we encourage each other with these words and that He will do it in and through us and may we be prayerful may we love one another correct one another encourage one another as we walk this faithful walk with Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus, we want to express our praise and honor to all that you're doing. Lord, you have blessed us so much. You have blessed us with your life, your death, your resurrection. With we'll Open up our eyes to see who we are. You have blessed us today by letting us come here to sing your praises, to give, to pray, to encourage one another, to rebuke one another, to, to to have this fellowship together. And people have testified of how you're working in them and through them. And Lord, we are blessed. We are blessed. We still come before your throne. We still come before your throne. And Lord, we ask boldly that you are not lacking in energy. (laughs) You are not lacking in anything. You have all things to the full. So Lord, we need all your energy. We need all your energy and even more to do the things that you've asked us to do. Help us and open up our eyes to see. Help us that you provide the energy to do those things. Not just the energy, but your supernatural power, that Christ we are in you, and you' are in us to do the work that you have for us here. Help us, Lord, each of us, to see what is the what is the daily thing, the daily in our daily life, what it is that you have for us what what works do you have for us to walk in day by day? May you do that to the praise of your glory and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. You may stand for the benediction. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in in us which is pleasing in his sight. So Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.